0: This is Sick and Wrong,
1: America's number one source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation.
0: Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, Dee Simon.
1: I'm your other host, Lance Wackerly.
0: What's up there, Wackerly? How was your Thanksgiving?
1: Uh, I ate a lot of food.
0: Yeah? So uh, a few pounds. Were you in L.A.? Because you've been gone all weekend.
1: I was in l a and then I was in Santa
0: Barbara, Santa Barbara, so you were with a girlfriend's family, her mom, oh really, and yeah. uh was it just a big mass of just like food and just annoying family shit that you had to deal with?
1: No, just her mom,
0: oh, just her mom, that was it. <laughs>
1: her parents are divorced, so you know, just
0: Dude, that's out with her a mom. godsend, she's a keeper, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's a good thing. You know, uh, actually this is the reason why we're posting the show a little late is because of the Thanksgiving weekend and and the way holidays it's a National holiday people. Uh, dude, holidays in 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 the states takes precedence over everything and and you know the world's got to stop because of the holidays because Americans have to gorge themselves. And uh yeah, my Thanksgiving was all right. I really personally, you know, I I don't eat meat, so I couldn't really give much of a fuck about Thanksgiving. I never have. What's
1: it like having a vagina?
0: Um, it's pleasant, you know, you can get a lot, you can get a lot, it
1: smells pleasant from here. You can get a
0: lot done in the day, but, uh, no, you know, I mean, I've never been especially fond of Thanksgiving. It's always been a holiday where I've, you know, kind of gone hungry. And, uh, this year actually I didn't, I went to my sister's house, got to hang out with my brother. One thing I noticed about my brother, um, he's been wearing the same Wonder Woman shirt for the past, like the past six times I've seen him, same Wonder Woman shirt.
1: Why change it when when it's so good?
0: I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he's in like a drug stupor and just forgets that you're supposed to shower and change, or maybe he just likes Wonder Woman a lot.
1: I think the his muskiness is what attract. He uses that to attract other men.
0: It could be. But so uh, we're sitting there having dinner, and uh, and, and part of the conversation. So Vinny was there, and a, a few of my sister's friends. And so Vinny, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into too much detail, but Vinny. He works with uh, old people. He's a hospice nurse. Right. And I swear to God, that dude never fails any opportunity he gets to talk about removing fecal impaction in old people. As you're shoving, like, mashed potatoes into your mouth. Dude, dude, you're, like, eating stuffing. (laughs) You're eating stuffing (laughs) and mashed potatoes. And here's Vinny like, yeah, so the other day I had to remove this bowel obstruction in this 85-year-old lady... And you're like, dude, why? Would you just shut up? I'm trying to eat. Every time. You know, so I was thinking, we should have him on the show. Yeah, to we talk should ask him to come on. The, the proper procedure for removing bowel obstruction. Yeah, well, he also has like a score of other just nasty yeah, stories. About so.
1: gross, old, helpless, old people. Yeah,
0: well, we might have to do that. But anyway, moving on. That's the reason why we're a little late here for Podcast 46. But uh, yeah, this is Podcast 46. And uh, before we get into the articles, Wackerly well, came across an interesting tidbit of information here. Something that every now and then you'll find an article that you'll read in the news, or you'll hear about, that just really pisses you off. This article almost made me want to punch a wall.
1: Yeah, it, it
0: enraged me. So uh, why, don't, why don't you share that?
1: Yeah, this is uh, I do don't know what to name this as a genre, but just guy who deserves a severe beating. Aggravating, yes. This Uh, this
0: kid in this article deserves to be beat down by somebody.
1: In Hot Springs, Arkansas, Arkansas High School for Mathematics, Science, and the Arts has helped develop a drug test billed as being faster and easier to administer than tests currently available, and that is foolproof. Sorry, I think I flubbed that beginning. A student at the Arkansas High School for Mathematics, Science, and the Arts.
0: So this isn't even an adult. This is a kid. Mark this is like Hoskins, a, ki- a high school student. Mark Hoskins, high
1: school senior, said his new oral-based test can be observed directly um, traditional urine tests aren't directly observed You know, they have to send the urine back to the lab So this is something a cop could just give you Like right out on the sidewalk
0: With your saliva, right?
1: Yeah, so Mark Hoskin says There's no way that t- <laughs> there's no way to cheat the test Because there isn't time In ten years, I predict it will be the predominant drug test
0: The worst voice I've ever heard <laughs>
1: He probably sounds nerdier than that Results... Have your
0: balls dropped yet?
1: <laughs> Results can be available in 15 minutes At Hoskin, who is 17 years old
0: So, but no, people don't understand the gravity of what this kid has created. So, I mean, think about this. 15 minutes, they can determine whether you're drunk or whether you're high on crack from your saliva.
1: Hoskin, this kid, 17-year-old kid, said his test will simultaneously check for cocaine, opiates, PCP, methamphetamine, and marijuana. All the fun stuff.
0: Dude, with a with a saliva test. That just ruins all of the fun. He's been working on this for a year and a half of a re,
1: uh, research project for his high school, God. required for his graduation. Um,
0: God, I want to pound this kid. And
1: he he's actually, he's in high school, but he this is like one of those kids, he like, part of his day, he actually goes to like the college university because he's a smart little twat. Um, Hoskin worked on the PCP element of the test. I guess some other people helped him with it. But, uh... He plans uh, to major in biomedical engineering in college, and I hope when he's in college, he just gets severely beaten every day walking across the quad. I I hope the
0: I hope the burners, the burnouts in his school, like track this kid down and beat the crap out of him. Yeah, because the whole thing is, if you get pulled over on the road, yeah, they can do a breathalyzer and find out if you're drunk, but they don't know if you're high on cocaine until they do the blood test, and by that (laughs) point, you know the coke might have the coke is lessened. Yeah, it's dispersed in your in your bloodstream, but now. We, they could just take your spit and then just determine, like, like okay, right this guy's high on coke. While
1: you're cuffed up in the back seat.
0: No, this revolutionizes, you know, the whole drug testing system.
1: Yeah, they just swab your cheek.
0: You know, I bet you, like, in 15 years when they, you know, indoctrinate this system into into all forms and facets of law enforcement— there's going to be like a movie made where someone goes back in time and kills that kid.
1: <laughs> I just wonder if this kid like read 1984 and was like, yeah, that seems like a really
0: great world. I wish the world was more like that. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that's what he did. He's like, God, you know, an Orwellian future. That's for me. God. You know what I
1: think? So I do I do hope he gets beat. I hope he has been beat several times already. But I think an even worse fate will be for him to get into college and start trying these drugs and really find out how fun they can be, and then be busted with his own and bullshit busted test. by his own test. <laughs> and That's go to what jail that for guy like deserves. 10 years and get, you know, cornholed by some meth head who also got busted by the test.
0: God, that, that really does piss me off, though. So I mean, annoying. yeah, it, it totally annoys me. Being, being someone who, I mean, you, you've been arrested for drunk driving. Could you
1: imagine <laughs> yeah, if they. I'm, I'm so proud
0: of Could it. you imagine if they tested for all these other drugs on you?
1: I would have gotten the uh, marijuana charge, I believe, that night.
0: Yeah. At I, the same I, time. Yeah, I know, and when I was arrested for uh, drunk and disorderly urinating in public, you wouldn't even want to know the drugs that I was on.
1: <laughs> you were on PCP, weren't you? Angel dust? I,
0: I, <laughs> I remember did. when you were way
1: into that <laughs> angel dust. I,
0: I did smoke a little dust that night. <laughs> you were and, dusted. Uh, thank God they didn't prove that.
1: All right. In closing, though, Mark Hoskin, uh, Arkansas High School for Mathematics, Science, and uh, the Arts, senior student. Fuck you, I say.
0: Yeah, fuck you, you bastard. That's all I have to say about that. This is podcast forty-six, and just quick recap of uh, podcast forty-five. Um, I don't know if you recall my articles about the guy that like swung the infant's head like a bat into the wall and right. killed it. Um, yeah, that article just totally decimated uh, everyone else's I articles. Got demolished.
1: Overwhelmingly, I
0: received like I don't know about seventy-five votes. I think you came in with a close second though, with about sixty. So, I mean, oh, you, you did right. have a few, and the listener, yeah. The, the last listener, I
1: counted, I thought you were totally steamrolling me way more than that.
0: No, yeah, you, you came in pretty close, and the listener, I think, had somewhere around 30. So, um, yeah, I'm enjoying my MGD this week. Uh, thank you, Wackerly. That's the <laughs> I can do. So, for podcast 46, I'm going to start off the show with a uh, fine gem here. <laughs> So this article is current in the sense that this guy had just been has just been convicted for life in prison for what he did. But what he actually did, this event, took place – I remember reading about it over the summer. I think it was over the summer. It might have been like the beginning of the summer, like in May. Okay. But I remember reading about it, and I was going to do it, but then I found – you know how like you find another article. Yeah, it gets like, lost this is just in the better. shuffle. So it kind of got lost in the shuffle, but I just read this. This uh, update on it, where um, the guy was actually convicted for life in prison for what happened, and I felt that I need to share it here on Sick and Wrong. So here's my article for Sick and Wrong Podcast 46: White supremacist teen gets life in prison for beating and sodomizing Hispanic boy at a party. So this happened in Houston, Texas, where a honky, um, where uh, white supremacists run free. And, uh, yeah, they, they enjoy Houston, Texas, um, namely George Bush. I think he's from Houston, Texas.
1: was Somewhere he, around there. Wasn't
0: he a white supremacist at one time? <laughs> uh, now? So uh, a teenager described as a white supremacist was sentenced Friday, this past Friday, to life in prison for savagely beating and sodomizing a Hispanic boy at a drug field party. His name's David Henry Tuck, 18 years old, was convicted of aggravated sexual assault in the near-fatal attack. He almost killed him. Uh, witness he was test probably
1: dusted. He was yeah.
0: smoking. <laughs> he dust. was smoking some dust. Witness testified that he hurled racial install insults and was screaming "white power" the entire time while beating and then sodomizing the seventeen-year-old victim with a patio umbrella. So, of all the things to shove up someone's ass, patio <laughs> umbrella. I guess maybe umbrella
1: end or handle end.
0: They don't specify. Uh, I, I'm assuming probably handle end. You know what? The, there plastic, needs to be. It's a pole, isn't there? Like <clears throat> a plastic pole.
1: Yeah, that's the handle end. Yeah, but there needs to be. There needs to be special terms for because I thought you were saying that he cornholed the guy himself with his own member.
0: Well, that's what the headline led you to believe. Is right. Kind of so deceiving. there needs to
1: be qualifications on the word sodomy, like. Yeah, you but know, shoving something
0: up someone's ass is sodomy. What I do you, know, I, mean, I, was,
1: I was a little more excited when I thought he actually was <laughs> cornholing the guy.
0: No, sorry to— Because uh,
1: then, you know, I was going to say, you know, he's kind of a uh, hypocrite in that he hates this Mexican guy, but, you know— At the same he, time, he loves he's him. He's cornholing him. <laughs> well, Lovingly I mean, cornholing yeah, him. But and giving in the
0: reach-around, maybe. Yeah, but, I mean, at the same time, he's still cornholing him with a patio umbrella, which you could say but is— But that's an,
1: more purely hate—I can see how that's just purely hateful. Well, yeah. Unless the guys enjoying it. <laughs> I
0: don't know. Well, well, one thing I've always noticed, it's you know, it's it's one thing to beat the shit out of somebody, to really just completely like stomp somebody and just, you know, just completely beat somebody up. But then it's a whole other thing, you know, a whole other dimension to it to sodomize them. Why why the sodomy? Why do you have to like, you know, compound the beating with sodomy?
1: Because it's a uh... Gesture of domination.
0: Is it dominating But I mean, so where do? where does this come from? Like, is there a primal origin? Like, do gorillas sodomize? You know, the the each other after like they they, they get into like some kind of mating fight here? Does he sodomize the loser? Uh,
1: we'll have to ask Jane Goodall about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, but I guess <laughs> Jane you know... Goodall, who is British and
1: has a British accent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, one thing. One thing is that the guy's definitely um, preparing himself for prison because I imagine there's a lot of sodomy in his future. So, um, uh,
1: yeah, there's probably some hardcore yeah. Mexican gangs in prison, and that uh, you know he's gonna have to ally himself with the Klansmen in there to well, get he's, protection.
0: He's definitely gonna be part of the whole uh, Aryan Nation, I imagine. Yeah, but uh, but you can tell that this kid is definitely set to have like a career, a lifelong career as a convict. You know, I mean, he's going to be one of those dudes that's like fifty-two, swastika with like facial swastika, face. yeah, swastika tattoos on his face. Fine, upstanding young. Gentleman. He's going to be probably turning in, you know, turning out like twenty-one-year-old, you know, fresh, freshly convicted felons into like being his bitch. Right. Kind of reminds me of that movie American History X.
1: Yeah, except for so, that guy changes his ways.
0: Yeah, I don't think this guy's going to. So prosecutor Mike Trent told the jury that Tuck's history of violence showed he is beyond rehabilitation and would commit more attacks if released. So this guy has to be like, you know, an unconscionable evil fuck. I actually would almost state that this guy might be the Antichrist. And uh, as, as I go on, I might prove this point. So the prosecutor says that he's an evil person and he is not going to change or get better. We need protection from him. You are the only ones that can provide that. That's what he said to the jury. Which is some pretty strong words there. Yeah. Very convincing. Yeah, this guy's a true menace to society. Even if you give him life in prison, it will be more mercy than he showed the victim that night. After the jury imposed a sentence, obviously they, they were definitely convinced by this prosecutor, gave him a life in prison. After the jury imposed a sentence, Tuck's mother, Sharon hugged the victim's mother in the courtroom and apologized for giving birth to him. (laughs) Which kind of cracks me up. She's just like, you know, it wasn't my fault. Satan impregnated me, and that's what came out. I'm sorry. The omen. But I I guess she, like, not only hugged uh, the victim's mother, she also hugged the victim, which, to me, I would probably be like, no, get away, bitch. (laughs) He
1: probably flinched backwards, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. So the assault took place at a party in, in the Houston suburbs where several youths had gathered to drink alcohol and take drugs, including marijuana, cocaine, and the anti-anxiety medication Xanax. It's good to know that youth still gather to do drugs yeah. at uh, parties in the suburbs. So according to the testimony, the attack was triggered by the victim's drunken pass at a 12-year-old white girl and his attempt to steal drugs. So I think this is a bit of a revenge um, type of, uh, I think a revenge sort of aggravated this, this assault here. So doctors did not initially expect the boy to live. He was hospitalized for more than three months and underwent 20 to 30 operations. On so, his bum? Dude, if you think about it, this guy must have like just torn his insides asunder. I yeah, mean, the, well, it's a It's a patio umbrella. umbrella, yeah. So, um, the defense attorney who really probably did not much, you know, he probably didn't have much ground to stand on here, appealed to the jury's religious faith saying that Jesus should be the one to show Tuck mercy. But I don't think the Jesus defense ever really works. Uh, defense attorney says that I know that justice has to be done. I know a terrible thing happened, but justice needs to be done with mercy.
1: Jesus can visit this guy in prison. Yeah, I could see that. He can walk through walls and shit. He's like a superhero.
0: He also said Tuck had an abusive, absent father and was raised by a single mother.
1: (laughs) His dad's in jail. (laughs) He's going to jail to hang out with his dad.
0: His only role model, much like American History X, was an older brother who's a skinhead who's also in jail for life in prison. Hmm. So, yeah, there, there's just no rehabilitation there. I, I just don't see this kid getting better.
1: What I always love about stories like this, so his mom wishes that he she never gave birth to him. You know, the entire society, normal society down there, thinks he's the Antichrist.
0: Yet somebody still invited him to a party. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He's still like, uh, you know, one of those kids that shows up at parties. Let's invite Tuck. He's badass. (laughs) The the bald guy with the swastika tattoos. He's always a riot. Oh, he's coming at me with an umbrella. (laughs) Yeah, Tuck, you always do that. (laughs) Tuck, you laugh. God, you're such a lark. No, uh, I guess prosecutors presented a chain of witnesses to describe more than a half a dozen Other attacks in which Tuck assaulted people, including a Hispanic man who was punched and kicked at a convenience store by Tuck and three other skinheads. And my favorite witness that the uh, prosecution brought up here was Linda Cabell, who is a special education teacher who taught Tuck in elementary school. She said he was violent when he was as young as nine, recalling how he punched her in the eye several times and then kicked her in the groin. (laughs) Tuck was then later expelled at age nine. Never returned to school. Hmm. So I wouldn't say he was a very educated skinhead. No. But how many of them really are? So I don't know. I guess Tuck will be eligible for parole in 30 years. And um, the victim's father said that he should never be released from prison. He deserved what he got. This will be with us for the rest of our lives. There's no healing that can ever take place here. No, this is what the father of the victim. Oh, right. Father of the victim said there's no healing. I was
1: going to say, I still stand by that this kid's just going to be with his dad in jail. His yeah, dad well, is no, probably the and, grand wizard of the jail Aryan nation. Or I'm, he, I'm
0: sure, yeah, I'm sure he's like the grand the Fuhrer. But there's also what the uh father, the victim's father said, how there will be no healing led me to conjecture. Do you think the victim is definitely going to suffer long term I mean long term trauma here? But do you think he's gonna have like some type of weird umbrella white bald man fetish?
1: No. <laughs> you, you don't think so? No, I think he has a perforated sphincter.
0: But do you think he's going to have a pathological fear of umbrellas? I think he's going to
1: have very runny shits for the rest of his life.
0: Yeah, but I mean, do you think that this kid, if he went to a patio party and he saw a patio umbrella, would have immediate flashbacks and freak out?
1: He, It would probably, yeah. I definitely think he would feel a little bit uh, apprehensive.
0: I just don't know how you ever recover from something like this.
1: How you can ever enjoy a patio umbrella again?
0: I, I don't see how he could ever enjoy just sitting there drinking a Long Island iced tea under a patio umbrella. Never will again happen. Stamp skinheads ruin everything. Yeah. So on the sick and wrong scale, just because this kid, I mean, was only 17, and his whole life is just pretty much ruined now. He was sodomized with a patio umbrella. I'm sure every kid and every... I'm, I'm sure he had to change high schools because now every other kid is going to be like, uh, hey, umbrella man. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be lots of like inside jokes running around here. And not to mention, I mean, this dude is the Antichrist. I'm going to have to give this An 8.6, just in terms of the egregious violence.
1: Uh, I'll give it an 8.55.
0: 8.55? Yeah. On what grounds?
1: On the grounds that I would have given an 8.6 also, but I don't want to give it the same score that you did.
0: I'm not going to give it an 8.7. But uh,
1: I do, I mean a patio umbrella is big.
0: Yeah, dude, and I highly doubt there's any lube.
1: No, I, but I mean, even just wielding a patio, I don't even know if I could like lift up a patio umbrella and swing it around that much before I get
0: winded. Well, what I don't understand is this guy is beating the kid's ass, so he must have like pulled his pants off and then was looking around for something to sodomize him with.
1: Yeah, I'd th- I know, would hope Other
0: that, than his hard cock. I
1: would, I would <laughs> hope that I, I, if somebody was you know swinging around a patio umbrella, I'd be able to get away from him. Because, you know, yeah, he'd start I mean, he he to beat run your after, ass. But he'd start to run after you, and the umbrella would open and it'd be like, you know, drag on his forward momentum.
0: Yeah, but you would have been incapacitated by the beating. So, yeah, I guess so. You know, rump in the air, waiting for it.
1: Let's just hope it never happens. Okay.
0: Well, what do you have here for uh, Podcast 46?
1: Uh, I'm going to cheat. <laughs> I'll just tell you right now. All right, I call it fair. Well, I'm going to cheat anyway. Okay. <laughs> the show isn't about fairness. I, I know a lot of our listeners write in about how, you know, we weren't fair this week to somebody and we're we're scamming the votes and all this stuff, but the show is really not about being fair at all. There's, that's that's not about one of entertainment. our It's not one of our tenants to like beef tenants, tenants.
0: Life isn't fair. Right, right. But, and that's uh, what we're doing. We're reflecting I feel life a little, I
1: feel a little bit justified because uh, I got this article before I left for vacation, um, and then it, it slipped my mind when I came back, and that's why I didn't do oh, it last week, but I'm going to do it this mind. week. slipped my mind. And I'm just going to read this article all the way through without comment because it's that great.
0: All right. Bring it.
1: Uh, Dateline, New York. A teenager who spent an evening drinking alcohol before her infant died pleaded guilty thursday uh to criminal negligent homicide and the child's death death now this was thursday a couple weeks back as i said the uh woman's young woman's name severin de jesus uh age 18 (laughs) entered the plea in exchange for five years of probation really now let's uh, an infant death and she only got five years probation which means she's not really in jail yeah so here's the facts of the case did Jesus said she left the baby with a friend on September fifteenth and drank heavily before returning to a homeless shelter, <laughs> where she and the baby were staying. It's probably a good thing she didn't have this kid. Don't these homeless
0: might shelters might just
1: be me? <laughs> don't these homeless shelters have rules like you can't leave your kid here while you go out getting hammered? Don't they sterilize them? When she got back to the homeless, I wish. She, I mean, she got it, she she obviously arrived at the shelter with the baby. But she said that she continued drinking at the shelter, once again, the rules are just not being uh, upheld at this place, and vomited into a bucket of cleaning solution next to her bed, then passed out with the baby at her side.
0: Okay, wait, so the baby was already born, she just brought the baby in? It's It's 18 months old. An 18 month old, okay. She
1: left it at the shelter with her friend, I don't know, Snaggletooth, the other homeless woman. (laughs) While she went out drinking, she came back to the shelter, kept drinking, and passed out, you know, holding the baby in her little homeless shelter cot or whatever they give you to sleep on there. When she awoke hours later, Jesus found the infant's head inside the bucket, which contained about six inches of liquid. Now, let me go back. I know I said I wasn't going to comment, but the liquid is... Her vomit and cleaning solution in this bucket. The baby was pronounced dead at the hospital, and a me- medical examiner concluded the cause was drowning. The Jesus' lawyer, Roxana Gutierrez, left
0: court without commenting on the case. <laughs> the end. That is like That's like a perfect, sick, and wrong article. I know. Succinct. It's to the point. There's no w- real question even, there. No, and I would like to just say. That you just got served. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I did, what I want to say. I want to I want to counter here. My rebuttal is: Who drowned the baby? Nobody drowned the baby. How did the baby fall into the bucket?
1: Because she was s- drunk and sleeping with it in her arm next to the bucket of puke, and it so obviously f-
0: fell into the puke. She was bucket? rolling
1: around in her drunken slumber, and it fell out head first into the bucket of vomit and cleaning solution. And because it's eighteen months old. It couldn't get out. It just drowned so, with its in, face <laughs> submerged in her, her mother's puke and, and Clorox. Clorox
0: or whatever it was. <laughs> well, what, what I don't understand here is in what justice system would she not be trying for murder here? Or at least like negligent, the, uh, negligent homicide.
1: The uh, I I don't. It's, it just says New York. I don't know if it's the Bronx or Brooklyn or what or Queens. How but, could uh, you? How could she
0: not be culpable for this though?
1: She's not even going to jail. It's five years probation.
0: And she's probably going to have another kid. I, I'm then, sure
1: she will. See, she's a party girl. You know, she gets out, goes out, and gets hammered and gets gets laid by if, other. Homeless if I was dudes. the
0: judge in this case, I would be like, I want your uterus on my stand right here. Yeah. Doctors remove uterus now. Hysterectomy. Because right I would not co- want her have breeding. Have the bailiff
1: do it right in the court.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I just wouldn't want her breeding. I mean, it's, it's just, it's mind-boggling. It's baffling that she wasn't tried for murder.
1: I have to say that's One of the most perfect sick and wrong stories I've ever read, and which is why I had to cheat and bring it out of the uh, you know, my treasure
0: trove of archives, whatever you want to call it. It's perfect to the point. I'm gonna have to give it a 9.5.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna give it
0: a 9.6. Yeah, you didn't even really need much more detail there, it's all right there. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to have the uh, listeners vote, Um, We received a number of uh, listener submissions here, and it's always difficult to choose which is the best one, and we don't sit there and you know go through these listener articles and say, oh, that one's lame. You know, We're going to pick that one because no one's going to vote for it, and we don't yeah, do that. Our,
1: our goal isn't to fill up the airtime with lame shit.
0: <laughs> no, exactly. Like what, what we try to do here is we try to find the most entertaining, but at the same time, the most, like, gut-wrenching, sick, repulsive article. And so this one I have received from three different listeners. It's a... It's a, a it must be good. Apparently it's a very popular one. But um, I'm going to say it's from Curtis, because Curtis tends to send us uh, several articles a week. And so uh, this one came from Curtis. He said he hopes it's good enough to compete for the sickest story. And Curtis, I actually would say that it probably is. And another another fine point here to mention about this article, it occurred in like a town that was pretty much 15 minutes away from where Wackerly grew up and from where I grew up. So we grew up in an area of Michigan called the... Bumfuck. Uh, Tri-Cities. Yeah, also known as Bumfuck Egypt. But it's the, the tri City area of Michigan is uh, composed of Saginaw, Bay City, and Midland. Wackerly's from Midland, I'm from Bay City. And uh, this article actually, the events in this article occurred in Saginaw, Michigan, which is only about 15 minutes away. So Ronald Cooch... I'm not quite sure how to say his name. I think, I think it's, it's pronounced it perfectly. K-U-C-H. We're just to say cooch. 44-year-old guy from Saginaw, Michigan, is charged with crimes against nature after allegedly being seen engaging in sex acts with a dog corpse. A corpse which had been dead for uh, four or five days. Which kind of lends me to believe, do you think having sex with a dead dog is a lot, a lot easier than having sex with a live one? Well, you're not going to get bit. Yeah, you're not going to get bitten, and he's not going to move around as much. Uh, but
1: pl- maybe that makes it a little bit less pleasurable at the same time.
0: Yeah, and probably cold. Yeah. yeah. Police had already been called by uh, daycare center staff to remove the dead dog, which had been hit by a car several days before and was lying in the street. But before police could arrive, Cooch allegedly turned up and began having sex with the uh, cadaver. and uh, And... Ironically enough, that's when police showed up. So police showed up to remove the dog while this guy was desecrating the corpse.
1: It's horrible timing.
0: Yeah, please on both say both of their parts. Please say the sexual acts are witnessed not only by one of their officers but also by staff at the daycare center in Saginaw, Michigan. I wonder if this is like a child daycare center because I wonder if they're what just other like kind covering, daycare center. Is there? <laughs> not that they have like a like retard daycare center? Is an adult daycare?
1: I would hope it's a child daycare center. I would hope that a bunch of the children witnessed this and just screaming and they're, act.
0: they're covering their eyes. So, um, yeah, when police tried to arrest Cooch, he reportedly shoved an officer aside and ran away, which I imagine officers probably weren't fighting each other to tackle this guy, <laughs> or a guy the who bloated just... <laughs> dog corpse. <laughs> he was eventually tracked down and discovered hiding in the attic of a nearby house. Which please say belonged to his girlfriend. Which lends me to question, how does a guy like this who fucks a dead dog have a girlfriend?
1: That's got to make her self-esteem just go through the floor. <laughs> I know.
0: I mean, this dude would rather have sex with a dead dog than bed, his girlfriend. Been
1: a putrefying dog. It'd been out there for five days out, outside.
0: She must have been horrible in the sack. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Just horrible. I mean, if he'd rather have sex with a dead dog.
1: Maybe she was born again. One of those girls who like will date you, but they won't have sex with you. Yeah. See what happens, ladies? I Cut know. Cut that
0: shit out. Give up the nappy dugout. Just to make the story even more charming here, please say that they determined the dead dog belonged to his girlfriend. So this was her dead dog. So not only did her dog die, her boyfriend was found having sex with it. It's like a double whammy. It makes injury. me think he
1: had sex with his dog when it was alive.
0: Well, that's what I was wondering. They don't actually specify as to whether this guy had been having sex with it repeatedly. So he is having a relationship. He was cheating on his girlfriend with the dog. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if Cooch is convicted, he could face up to 15 years in prison, which leads me right into the next article here. So Can we... I say
1: something about that one before we move on? Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing about that is the daycare worker people you know they were calling the cops come on guys come get this dead dog out of here it's gonna start smelling soon and the cops just weren't responding but the next time there's a dead dog there they'll be able to say guys would you come get this fucking dead dog or some guy is gonna be out there fucking it again
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i know now they actually have a reason to well be- they just have another reason yeah it's like quit eating donuts and just go remove the dog okay before someone fucks it all right but but what's weird about this, so, so this guy, if he's convicted, he could get up to 15 years in prison, which leads directly into the next article, which All we right. received from Bob. Uh, Bob sent us in another article about a man also in the Midwest. This is in Wisconsin now, which is right next to Michigan. Man has sex with a dead deer. I, I don't know what's going on in the Midwest right now. I don't know if maybe women are I, refu- if women are refusing to have sex with their mates. You no, know, I'm
1: telling you, this like if, evangelical movement where all these people are turning born again. I think uh, the young girls are just feeling, you know, they got their chastity belt on, and they and they just and don't want to are give it up. Driven to this type of stuff,
0: and, you know. I mean, men have these instincts. <laughs> I mean, you know, men need to have sex, and uh, sometimes masturbation just doesn't quell, you know, their appetite. So, in Wisconsin, a man is accused of having sex with the carcass of a deer that he found lying beside the road. But his lawyer denies that he committed bestiality on the grounds that a dead deer isn't an animal anymore. <laughs> Dude, this might be a, a, a profound precedent-setting case here that Cooch could use for his own defense. So, it's not a mineral. Defense. Is it a vegetable? Well, 20-year-old Brian James Hathaway of Superior, Wisconsin, allegedly had sex with a deer corpse after he found it on the roadside. This is um, on October 11th. Authorities say he told police that he noticed the deer lying in a ditch and then moved the corpse into the woods to have sex with it. I don't know if it's more of a romantic setting. Maybe. I don't know.
1: I think it's away from prying eyes.
0: I actually think it's probably more common the people that uh, – I imagine a lot of people do have sex with dead animals in Michigan. And it's just a few of them get caught. So that's why we're hearing this story right you gotta now. you got to believe that. He's charged with sexual gratification with an animal. But in a magnific- magnificent piece of legal footwork, his attorney argues that he can't be guilty of that crime because a carcass isn't an animal.
1: That guy's like Perry Mason.
0: <laughs> Public defender. He's the best lawyer ever. <laughs> He's Matlock, dude. Yeah. This guy's it's Matlock. A
1: completely new defense. He just ginned up.
0: Public defender Frederick Anderson filed a motion last week which claimed the statute does not prohibit one from having sex with a carcass. He said that if you try to include corpses in the category of animals then you really go down a slippery slope with absurd results.
1: Yeah, what are you next, going to start throwing people in jail that work in funeral homes and fuck the corpses? Come on, (laughs) it's madness.
0: The only clear place to draw a line in the definition of what is an animal and what isn't was at the point of death. He gave the example of a roast turkey. The roast turkey defense. (laughs) With which it would be illegal to have sex under the broader interpretation of the law claiming that it was unreasonable to suggest it should still be classified as an animal for the purposes of the law. (laughs) Is a roast turkey an animal?
1: What about an uncooked turkey?
0: (laughs) I don't know. Uh, That's what I'm wondering.
1: That's a nice little Thanksgiving tie-in.
0: Yeah. In response, prosecutor James Brogner argued that a deer carcass is still an animal, pointing out that in his statement to police, Hathaway uh, the defendant called the corpse a dead deer, demonstrating he still thought of it as an animal. The judge noted that he's a little surprised that this issue hadn't been tackled before in another case. I guess if Hathaway is convicted, he could serve up to two years in prison because of a previous conviction in 2005 for shooting a dead a horse called Bambrick so that he could have sex with it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, dude. The guy actually has a prior, a prior <laughs> conviction of killing a horse so he could have sex with it.
1: So he's a... A repeat... Well, no, no, no. He's a bestio-necrophiliac. Necro- yeah, bestio-necrophiliac. Yeah. So, okay. I kind of gave these guys the benefit of the doubt. Like, they just happen upon a dead animal, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to fuck it. <laughs> but this guy... ...is no. obsessed with it.
0: This guy has had sex with other dead animals. I mean, he's
1: going out looking for this stuff.
0: You know, I wonder if he's like, you know, I fuck dogs. I fuck cats. I've never done a deer. Mm, <laughs> you know, moving, I he moved on next? to horses. Now <laughs> it's like deer. I mean, what's next? Like mountain lion? Wolf?
1: No, but you missed a step. He was fucking animals, and then he was like, I gotta just do something even more disgusting. How about a dead animal?
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just wonder. But... The result of this case, the precedent set here, could affect the, uh, the conviction here for Cooch. So um, it, it remains to be seen. It'll be very interesting. We're, we're gonna my whole thing up. is just
1: fucking throw him in jail because this guy's going to be a serial killer in five more years. This is the type of shit that only Dude, serial, many, do, ki- deranged think, serial killer type people do. Do you think do this
0: Ted shit. Bundy fucked dead animals? No, but he did something else really weird. He before, probably murdered you know? dead animals. Like, he probably murdered animals.
1: Right, so this guy's murdering animals, and then he's fucking them. It's, only, it's just a matter of time before he goes out and kills some kid. And fucks it? And probably will fuck it.
0: <laughs> I, just get I,
1: it, just nip it in the bud. I, I what, can are understand you hire your them? rationale. What, is this guy going to be pr- a productive member of society? Are you going to hire him to work at you know, your copy store?
0: I think he'd make one hell of a taxidermist. <laughs> I don't know. But I'd like to thank uh, Bob and Curtis for sending that in. On the sick and wrong scale... You know, having sex with a dead animal. Is this a
1: combined score for both of those stories?
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to give it a combined. We're going to have to use both of them. Just because it's they're both having sex with a dead animal. Um, it's original. It's something that I don't think I've come across here on the show before. Um, he murdered an animal and then had sex with it. And, uh, yeah, I would have to give this probably an 8.8. 8. I'll give it an 8.9. An 8.9. Yeah. You think this is worse than a skinhead sodomizing? Yeah. Uh, It's more sick. Just Um, because he had sex with a dead animal?
1: Well, it's more... I I would have given it more like in the range of an eight until I found out that he actually had shot a horse previously to fuck it.
0: Because of the prior conviction.
1: Well, just, yeah, the whole prior story.
0: Well, we invite the listening audience to vote this week here for Podcast 46. Go check out sickandwrongpodcast.com and vote for the article that you find the most disturbing. Yeah, a lot to choose from this time around.
1: Yeah.
0: Sick and Raw is now on sickradio.com. So uh, we need to wrap up the show here. Um, As usual, we tend to get to listener email, of which uh, we've received many. A um, couple of emails we're not going to get into too much detail about, but uh, I love these emails that we get from people that say your accents, your English accents, are horrible. Like they, they 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 criticize our English accents. Well, you know what, dude? I'm not English. I'm not British. You know, I I guess my father's British, right? So I I should probably know. So my whole my whole conception of the way English people speak is based on my father. And I think my father has a bastardized accent,
1: right? Because he also lived in what South Africa, and then he yeah. lived in Michigan for a long time, and, and he lived he's, in Chicago and Iowa. Or he's something. a rabbi.
0: He's got that that Jewish, yeah, you that know, <laughs> that, that <laughs> you know, that 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 Jewish Hanukkah type of voice here. So yeah, I I don't know. I I don't know the. I can't differentiate between like a Cockney accent and a Manchester accent. But uh, some guy, the Detail Fiend, sent us um, some YouTube videos to watch. He's always maybe... obsessed with the
1: details. Yeah. He's
0: a fiend. He, he's a Detail Fiend. He, he said that uh, Manchester City in, the, in uh, the county of Lancashire, northern England, think of Morrissey, Oasis, Marky Smith, Joy Division, those type of accents. He said Cockneys are born in London's east end, southern England. Think of the films of Guy Ritchie. And uh, there's also Geordie, which is the Newcastle accent, on the northeast coast of England. And Scouse is what they speak in Liverpool. So that's the Beatles. So I I guess we should, you know, base our new accents on this newfound knowledge.
1: Yeah, all that shit just went in one ear and right out the other. And
0: right out the other. But I'd like to thank the detail fiend in here for um, clearing that up for us. I was wondering. Uh, Cheers, mate. (laughs) Yeah. Cheers, matey. I think that was Australia. Thanks a lot. Um, We also got an email here from Madeline, who uh, sent us an email last time that said, uh, Lance, if you don't answer my question, I'll be so angry, I'll stop bugging my mother for a sick and wrong t-shirt for Christmas. Mm. And uh, she also mentions, I am looking for a mate. How's a 16-year-old girl? Ha. I I, Wackily, I... I, Should I answer the first part or the second part? (laughs) Well, the question that she had asked was, what do you do for a living? Oh, right. So... Let's just answer. What, what do you do for a living, Wackerly? Um, they know I work in porn. What do you do?
1: <laughs> Basically, I mean, what I do, my activity day day. What do after you do day, for it, money? Why,
0: I, you know, how, how do you live? Because you don't make enough money off of this show.
1: It's a pittance.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this show's a pittance. I a pittance. I mean,
1: I never talk about it because it's extremely boring. I don't look at porn. I don't, you know, sew up dead bodies at the cadaver house. And have sex with them. I him. just go into work and, I, and I'm and i just going to, I just sit in front of a computer. I look at spreadsheets all day. He's basically. a civil servant. Well, no.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> but I do work with the electric company. Quite okay. A bit.
0: Are you fucking happy now? (laughs) He's a city official.
1: I have a pocket protector and tape on my glasses.
0: And you sit in front, in a cubicle in front of a computer all day. Coming up with topics to discuss here uh, in Sick and Working the
1: numbers and uh, the equations and all that
0: bullshit. Which leads me to wonder, do you think you'd make a good mate for this 16-year-old hussy?
1: Well, first of all, I don't even want to touch this with a 10-foot pole. (laughs) But I would like to point out to what's her name? Madeline. Madeline.
0: She's what, sixteen? She says, How's a sixteen year old girl?
1: Well, Madeline, let me just say this. When you were born, when you came out of your mother's womb,
0: I slipped out of that vagina.
1: I, I was as old as you are now. <laughs> so I usually like my I usually like my mates, as she put it puts it, to like at least have seen like one year of the eighties.
0: At least to know, like, the, I don't know, cast of the Facts of Life.
1: She she thinks of the 80s as, like, before she was born.
0: Yeah. She she, even, even 89. Yeah, 89. I mean, you're already, what, like, a freshman in high school? Right. Yeah, by the time she was born. You could have been her father. <laughs> I, I don't know. could have been, actually. Which is kind of funny because maybe for I some am. odd reason, maybe my voice kind of turns off girls or something, but Wackerly gets so much fan mail from girls, like female listeners,
1: I think all of our listeners are anti-Semitic.
0: I, I actually think that's a good point. But you know what, though? I hesitate to see what they look like in real life. But uh, hey, ladies, why don't you send some pictures? Not if you're 16. <laughs> not if you're 16. If you're 18. Right. If you're 18 or older. But let's just say
1: 19 and get a buffer zone
0: in there because okay. I don't want any, like, I'm but 17 under, and Under a half. 50, though. Under 40. I'm not going to put that type of restriction out there. All right. All right. Don't.
1: <laughs> look at Sharon Stone. She's like 60, right?
0: Yeah, she's a hot milf. I'd hate it. Finally, uh, the last uh, email I got here is from um, a buddy of mine that actually I yeah, went to high school with in uh, Bay City. He does a podcast called From the Ville, and uh, From Which the is Ville also
1: near Saginaw. It wasn't one of these guys that was fucking the dog, was it?
0: I, uh, you know, I would. I actually, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, okay, but uh, his name's Martin, Mike Martin, and uh, yeah, he's one of the. Um, one of the hosts of From the Ville. You can check out fromtheville.com to hear this podcast. I think they're also on Podcast Alley, probably on iTunes. But it's, it's Martin and John Steele. Steele was uh, another guy that I went to high school with. And uh, yeah, their stories abound with these two characters. But um, they, they do this podcast, which is funny to me. I I, I, in, I enjoy this podcast, I think primarily because I grew up in that region it's closer to home
1: for you in more ways than one and
0: more. not to mention i under- i can decipher the inside jokes, but to uh, Right, and
1: you know all the characters that they have, they interview and that sort of thing.
0: Well, and not to mention, from the Ville is referring to from Essexville, Michigan. So, they, so the Ville is Essexville, Michigan, the town in which they live. So what's funny about this podcast... People,
1: people from out, uh, outside the country, it's a great place to t- uh, visit, you know, tourism.
0: Yeah, but if you want a good snapshot of just America, or yeah, just like Essexville. beer-swilling, you know, dear fucking Americans... Think of Essexville, Michigan.
1: All you have to do is fly to Detroit, drive about two hours. Yeah,
0: two hours (laughs) up north into the the country where there are no black people, maybe five Jews.
1: Yeah, and and uh, if you're into that sort of thing, maybe it is an ideal (laughs) uh, vacation spot.
0: But what's funny about this podcast is they still, these guys must be almost 40, like 35 years old, and they still talk about things that happened in high school. I mean, those were the glory. It almost reminds me of Al Bundy from Married to Children.
1: Right. So, Four um, touchdowns in one game.
0: Martin Sol sent me an email here saying, "D. Simon, are you going to be in Michigan anytime soon? We want to bring you on our show. Then you can feel what it's like to be in the top ten podcast. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I think we
1: just got served.
0: I think we did. <laughs> uh, do, do you know what? We're going to have to find the, the stats here. Do, does From the Ville beat Sick and Wrong in popularity?
1: Well, I was on their MySpace page, and I noticed that we have, like, four times as many friends as they do. But I will say—
0: But that doesn't—that really doesn't determine anything. I mean, well, it Well, I'll also
1: say that 90% of their friends on their MySpace page are hot strippers. Oh, okay. <laughs> so All right. So that counts for something.
0: Yeah, we have, like, tattooed, like, <laughs> armless freaks on our page. Right. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I don't know. Check out this podcast, from com. Their most recent episode, which totally cracked me up— features a retard that we went to high school with, this guy named Dougie Warsaw. And Dougie graduated at the age of 24. He was 24 Did years old. they even old. allow
1: you to still stay in high school? <laughs> Dude, to that they,
0: he, he's a special ed guy.
1: Did you guys just get him to buy you massive amounts of beer all, all the, the time?
0: time. <laughs> it was funny that they would let this retarded guy buy alcohol. But yeah, Dougie Warsaw was 24 years old when he graduated high school. And it's funny, like, I think the guy's stuck in 1980s hip-hop era. Like, he still talks about MC Hammer, like, as if it was, like, you know, music that's still being played on the radio.
1: He still listens to it.
0: But anyway, they uh, had him in the studio, and, and he's on the most recent episode of From the Ville. And I, I know you listen to it, Wackerly, and it's pretty funny.
1: I have to admit, I, have, I had my reservations about, you know, just making fun of a retard. It's like shooting fish in a barrel, but the guy's a nut.
0: He's uh, yeah, he's an oddball. This Dougie Warsaw guy. Yeah, and yeah, and well, it's actually kind of funny. And people go check out the website. But one of the hosts of From the Ville measures this retarded guy's penis. So they actually got this retarded guy to pull his dick out in their studio, and they measured his penis, and they took a picture of it. And the picture is on their. It's in their photo section on their website. And to be quite honest, would you consider that a penis?
1: I've never seen anything like it. I don't, I don't know, know what if, it is. I don't
0: know if retarded people have a different kind of genitalia. Apparently they do. He does. But I don't know what that is. Yeah, but um yeah, definitely go check out the podcast. I find, I find it entertaining. And if I do end up end up going back to Michigan, which I highly doubt will ever happen again. But if I do end up going going back there, I would be a guest on their show.
1: A little crossover.
0: I would be yeah, I would I would do a little crossover promotion here.
1: Hey, and, well, um you know, we should probably extend an invitation to if them. If those as guys well. ever
0: come out to Oakland, they're more than welcome to be on sick and wrong.
1: Those guys wouldn't survive five minutes in Oakland.
0: Yeah, I don't know what would happen. I yeah, I, I, I would I would love to see what would happen to Steeler Martin in Oakland, California. Well,
1: first of, you might want to cut this out. But first of all, their ninety percent of their brain is occupied with making fun of gays and making fun of blacks. So, <laughs> <laughs> how are they? They would just, even if they didn't get their asses kicked, I think their heads would just explode out of their ears immediately be when they saw it. Sensory down overload.
0: In the, in the yeah. <laughs> like, like a, that's one thing that we have in the Bay Area a lot of black people and a lot of gay people. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how amenable this area would be to Martin and Steele, but. Um,
1: it would definitely be sensory overload.
0: <laughs> Go check it out from Com. Well, it's been one hell of a show, Wacker. We need to wrap it up here. Stay tuned next week for Podcast 47. And uh, we're inching towards Podcast 50, which we'll be doing a special show because it's like our year anniversary. And uh, as always, give us a vote on Podcast Alley. We're trying to get in that top 10. Until next week, take it sleazy. Goodbye.